ever have a conversation with your girlfriend that was so good you wish it had been recorded? Think those conversations would be great to be able to share? Wondering if there's support or research for the recommendations your smart girlfriends give about mental, spiritual, and physical health? This podcast was born to answer those kinds of questions. Hello, I'm Sherry Coleman Collins, registered dietitian nutritionist, and here with me in the studio is my girlfriend, Dee Wilson. We're excited to have you joining us for this edition of the Southern Fried Girlfriends podcast. Dee, how are you today? I am doing much better than I was this morning, Sherry. <laughs> how are you? I'm great. I'm great. I woke up on the right side of the bed. <laughs> Man, I woke up on the wrong side. I don't know what it was. I just woke up. I was mad for no reason. I don't know if Mercury is in retrograde. Isn't that what they normally do? I don't know. I don't know. But it was a bad scene this morning, but I'm better. Did you have a weird dream or something, you think? No, I don't think I even no. dreamt. And then I went to bed early. So hmm. I was well rested. I woke hmm. up before the alarm went off or and everything. Hmm. But it was just like, oh, I feel grumpy today. Hmm. How about that? Well, sometimes that happens. Sometimes that happens. In fact, you know, I have that conversation with my five-year-old on a regular <laughs> basis. I'm like, you know what? Sometimes we just wake up and we're not happy and that's okay. But you know what I always tell him is you can start your day over anytime you're ready. Absolutely. So I so, kind of did that. I was like, okay, good. let me make myself feel better. <laughs> I put on my favorite wrap. I put on some blue eyeliner and I'm feeling much better than I did this morning. Oh, and I you also had fabulous. like three cups of coffee. So that helped, so. <laughs> coffee makes everything better. It does. It's oh, delicious. Yes, yes. Well, I am super excited about today's show for a couple of reasons. First, because the topic is so very relevant for me in this season of my life. And second, because we have one of my favorite girlfriends with us on the show today. And we're going to talk about modern mothering. So as our regular listeners know, I have a five-year-old and I am definitely in what I think is the most intense years of parenting. He needs me so much for physical, mental, and emotional care. And he's definitely more independent than he was at one or two, you know, but he still needs me so much and it can be hard to balance everything else. Do your kids are older. So would you agree with what I'm saying? Um, so Give me some my, my kids were, when they were little, they were pretty independent. Uh-huh. Um, so to the point that I remember having a coworker over when I was first moving into my new home and, uh, my God, Joshua may have been about eight at mm-hmm. the time. And she commented on the fact that he just went in the kitchen and made his own lunch. And she was like, shouldn't you be helping him with that? And I was like, uh, if he wants to eat, he, he knows where the kitchen is. Right. So my kind of, um, approach to mothering, I think has always been a bit different mm-hmm. yeah yeah what are you saying I'm a hover mother no <laughs> just kidding <laughs> no I've I'm already said I'm I was kidding. not a good mother to no, little kids I'm a, a better mom. mother to teenagers than I am to little kids because with yeah. little kids I'm like why can't you do anything <laughs> <laughs> so That's I'm the wrong person cool. to ask let's ask Kara <laughs> Well, I think that is a great segue to introducing our guest. So our guest today is Kara Taylor. Kara is a wife and mother of two daughters ages five and three. She's been a nationally certified school psychologist for the past 15 years and primarily serves elementary age children. So she's going to be able to give us a little insight into what these little monsters are thinking. She is passionate about serving students that learn in unique ways or may have suffered trauma. Kara is also 
active in her church and has served a small group leader for parenting and marriage ministries. And in her spare time, which I don't know when she has, Very she, little. <laughs> <laughs> she loves to run, oh, explore that? the outside, travel, cook, read, and attempt to catch up on lost sleep. So welcome to the show, girlfriend. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> and we've already started having some really fun conversation that I know will reincorporate into the show. But why don't you start out by telling us a little bit about your life as a mom? Well, um, I have two little girls. And like you said, um, it's a very intense period of mothering. They need me a lot. Um, and it has especially been intense lately because my five-year-old has transitioned to kindergarten. Oof. So that has really changed up our routine this year. Um, I was a little bit later to the parenting game. So I had my first child at 35. And I think that that is part of what makes this time so intense. Yeah. Um, because at least I think I don't have the same kind of energy that a 25-year-old might have for a three-year-old and a five-year-old. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm, I'm also, And I'm a lot older than you are, so I feel like... Not a lot. <laughs> not a lot. But I'm also... Um, at a more advanced stage in my career too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So there are more demands there because I, I'm at a different point right at the beginning of my career. Mm -hmm. So, um, right now I work part-time and that works great for what my girls need and for what my family needs. Um, and we will reevaluate as it goes, but I don't think that there's any perfect path and, um, we'll just see how it all plays out. Mm-hmm. I think you're a great mom. Thank you. Mm. I appreciate that. You're welcome. I hope to be. <laughs> Every day I hope to be. <laughs> and I love what you said about there not being a perfect path. Everybody has to find their path yeah. that works for them. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I've done I've done both. I've done a period of time where I was working full time. Mm -hmm. I've done a period of time, a very short period of time, where I was not working and I was home full time. Mm -hmm. Um and I found out pretty quickly that that was going to drive me crazy <laughs> <laughs> just because I had a, a baby at the time and I felt kind of trapped. But I think everybody finds their own path. Yeah. Um, and right now, the part-time path is a great path for me and a great path for our family. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like I've got as much balance as is possible. Yeah. Because I think balance is an illusion. <laughs> Oh, I so think that's true. And so what do you think are the biggest challenges for moms today as we're kind of, I, I agree completely with what you've said about there not being one path. And and I think, you know, what I love about what you said is that you've done it lots of different ways. So mm -hmm. I think that a lot of times women think or parents, you know, not not just women, men too, you know, think that th it has to be done this way or that way, mm -hmm. right? It's, it's all or nothing. It's either I'm stay at home full time all I do is parent, not that that's all stay-at-home moms do, but I think right. there's a mentality that that's all they do. Mm -hmm. And and then there there's another side that says, well, you know, women fought so hard to have the right to work and, and be independent, so I have to do that full time, you know, gung-ho, no matter how it affects my family or myself. myself. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which is often the unspoken thing. How, it, right. you know, we're so focused on how does this affect my family? How does this affect my children? Well, how does it affect us? And how are we going to be as mothers if we don't have our needs met too? Because you can't pour from an empty cup. 
Girl, you are speaking my language. I'm <laughs> serious. I wonder, it's almost as if they kind of divorce the needs of the mother from mothering. Yes. It's like I hear people say, you know, my kids are the most important thing in my life. Everything is for my kids. I put myself on the back burner. Like, why? Why mm-hmm. would you do that to yourself? I can't live like that. No. Personally, I, I know myself well enough at this point to know that that's not good for me. Yeah. And then I also see how I am as a mother if I am not challenged and I am not exercising and I am not eating well and I am not taking care of myself. Yeah. And what does that teach our children too? I mean, what does that, does that teach them? Do I don't, I love my son. He's my only child. I, everything I do, I do think about him, but I also think about, I don't want him to think for his whole life. He's the center of the universe. Right. 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 And with, with having two girls, I also feel an extra amount of responsibility to show them that I can be a mother. I can have outside interests. I have outside friends um, that they know that although they are very, very important to me and I love them dearly, they're not the only thing Mm. because I don't want them feeling like their children have to be the only thing. And that's the only way to be. Right. Um, I want them to be able to do what makes them happy and makes them feel successful. Mm-hmm. So. so I think that one, so that challenge I would identify as sort of like expectations. Yes. I think, um, I think as mothers now, there are so many more expectations of what we're going to be capable of doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's self-induced or if that is just the way our culture is, is that um, everything has been stacked up because at I've had this conversation with my mother-in-law where, um, you know, when she was a mother of young children, 75% of women were staying at home Mm -hmm. and 25% of women were working. Mm -hmm. It's exactly opposite for us now. Yeah. Whereas 75% of women are working outside the home in some capacity and only 25% of women are staying home. Wow. And so it, it is a complete cultural shift. Mm Mm-hmm. And the expectation of what we're able to handle is so much higher, I yeah. feel. Did she stay home? She did stay home. She stayed home probably until both of her children were in school full-time. Yeah. And then she went back part-time. Okay. So she was home at least birth through five with both boys. Yeah. Um, and had a very deep network of neighborhood friends that they would all trade off childcare and they were over at each other's houses. So they could still kind of get some interaction with an adult and some free time. Right. I think it was very normal for her to just have the kids walk down the street to so-and-so's house because she had something she needed to do. And that's what happened. Whereas even though I love my neighbors and I love my neighborhood, that doesn't happen in my neighborhood. Yeah. Especially when most of them are working too. Most right? women are working. They're not home during the day. I'm so just imagining I, kind of opening the door and being like, uh, where's your mama? <laughs> <laughs> Go find someone Go down the street that you mama. can play with. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. It's a, it's a different environment. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that, you know, for me, that it's so interesting to think about this because now it's been five years. But as I think about when, when my son was born, I was definitely um, – I didn't know what I was going to do. Like I was thinking the whole time I was pregnant, like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And and I had never thought about staying home. I'd always assumed I'd work full time. That's what my mom did. And 
for me, that was the expectation I thought was appropriate, especially, mm-hmm. again, also thinking about I was an older mom. I was more established in my career. I didn't want to walk away from my career. I had worked so hard to get there. And at the same time, I also had an, a very hard time getting pregnant. And so getting pregnant to begin with was incredibly difficult. And I didn't want to lose the gift of having a newborn at home. And so it was just this huge burden that I felt to decide what to do. And then when I, and then I finally decided, okay, I'm going to stay home because I didn't think that there was a way for me to um, not do what I was doing full time. I just mm-hmm. didn't think there was an option. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I decided to stay home. My husband was very supportive. I told my, my employer at the time, and they were uh, understanding, very supportive and understanding. And then we tried to find a replacement. And ultimately, they invited me to stay as a consultant and helped me negotiate an appropriate schedule for my needs as a new mom. And it was amazing. But I needed someone on the outside to say to me this was an option because right. I didn't even know it could you didn't happen. Think about it I as just an didn't know. I didn't. And I I felt similarly when I, um, when I was pregnant with my oldest, I had never considered staying at home mainly because I was very established in my career. I had worked really hard in graduate school and and I thought I need to set a good example for my children that this can be done and that this is valuable. Um, and then I had a baby and I went back to work full time and I was completely overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a very, very stressful period of time in our lives. We were all worn out and exhausted yeah. to the point that at my end of year review, I went in and I said, this is not sustainable for me. <laughs> yeah, I really w- would like a part-time position. They didn't have any available at the time. And so I said, okay, well, I'm done. I'm going to resign. If something comes available, please let me know. And Eight weeks later, there was something of <laughs> Magically, and, that happened. And thankfully for everybody, right? Thankfully for everybody. Because that turned out to be the perfect solution for you. Yeah, it was a great solution. And so. it turned out to be the perfect solution for me, too. And even, even like, I have a very flexible lifestyle now where I work as a consultant and I work consistently for my previous employer, who I love and I love the team and I love the work I get to do. And I still get to do most of the things that I love to do, but I can't do everything. And I And it's been, even after doing that, it's still been a struggle to figure out what things I can keep doing, what things I need to stop doing. And the other thing is, and this is another subject, I think, in Mm -hmm. in sort of the challenge of balancing motherhood is, is finding things that I still have time and love to do that are not either working or mothering. Right. Right. So for me, mine is a little bit different. Tell Um, me. I grew up with a mom who stayed home. My mom was a stay-at-home mom until... I mean, she worked full uh, part-time a couple of times when I was in middle school, but for the most part, she was a stay-at-home mom, the room mother, the president of the PTSA until I was in high school. And my sister's four years younger than I am, so she was home for a very long time. So my expectation was when I have children, that's what I'm supposed to do too. And I was a stay-at-home mom for about a year and a few months, and was nuts. Like (laughs) was nuts. Like I can't 
sit here and just look at this baby and this baby be my whole world. I love my children. Yeah. But it's the way that my personality is built. It just didn't work for me. So mm. when I went back to work full time, I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was excited by it um, and energized by it in a way that I wasn't when I was staying home. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I think that being a stay-at-home mom is one of the hardest jobs you can possibly do. I think it is the hardest thing. Yeah. And and for me, I wasn't wasn't built to do that. Yeah. It's too hard for me based on my personality. Yeah. Not Mm -hmm. based on the fact that all mothers should or should not do it. Yeah. For me individually. It's absolutely and just a like personal what, choice. And yeah. just what you discovered. You just, you had that frame of reference that this is what you do, mm-hmm. but this is not what I it do. It doesn't work for me. Yeah. 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 And I, I, I think that I want, I just want to say like for any stay at home moms who are listening or moms who don't work outside the home, I'm not knocking it at all. And I think that no, nobody here is. I mean, I think that I do believe that it is an incredibly difficult decision to make. And there's no shame in making that decision. If no, that is what works all. for you and your family, beautiful, wonderful, you should do it. I don't think there's any shame in any of the decisions, no. whether you no. work part-time, right. you work full-time, or you stay at home full-time. It, it's there's, there's no shame in any of that. No. 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 And I think... I think the most important thing is choosing what feels like the best fit for you yeah. and what is the best fit for your family. And it might and, change. And it can change over time. Yeah. But, you know, do you str- do you struggle with any guilt about work? Or... All the time. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> I am guilty about everything. Yeah. I am. When I'm at work, I feel guilty that I'm not spending enough time doing what I feel like would be best practice at work all the time. Yeah. When I'm at home, I feel badly that I am not always spending, you know, a hundred percent of my energy on my children because I do like to have that time to exercise Yeah. or to go out to dinner with my friends sometimes. Um, yeah. So I, there's, I don't know that there is ever a time where I don't feel even being here right now. Yeah. I am missing my daughter's swim lesson. Yeah. Yeah. I Which feel... she has every week, so. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just clarify that. And, it's... like, my immediate response is, girl, she's all right. I know. <laughs> so I definitely struggle with the guilt thing. I definitely struggle with the guilt thing. And and more because I travel. Like, I, I, I'm actually physically away for sometimes an extended period of time. And I feel so – I struggle with that. I love what I do, and I'm not going to stop doing it. Mm-hmm. But but I still – I struggle hard and part of it is because he has a hard time when I'm gone. Mm. And that makes me feel bad because I think like should I I should be at home and then he wouldn't struggle. And at the same time, I also feel like, but you know what? I'm teaching him two things. Number one, he's going to be okay without me because mm-hmm. he needs to learn that. God forbid something happen, I get hit by a truck. You know? <laughs> I mean, really, Riley? This has taken a turn. <laughs> <laughs> and second of all, you know, I'm teaching him that. We can do hard things and exciting things and adventurous things and learn new things and go to places. And it's interesting and exciting. And I think that for me, too, as a mom of a boy, like I feel you said you feel a responsibility to teach your daughters that they can. I feel a responsibility to teach my son that women can do anything. Absolutely. Also. Right. And the him having a hard time. Yeah. That- 
is really not age dependent because my 17 year old basically uh, throws a temper tantrum every uh, time I go out of town. Um, but the thing, know. the difference is <laughs> that now I refuse to feel guilty about yeah. it. You know, um, of course I do bring him gifts back and <laughs> Oh, I do that too. Easier for him and maybe easier for me too. But the thing is that it's important for me to live a life that makes sense to me. Yeah. And part of that is loving him and part of that is also leaving him sometimes. Yeah. And we also have to remember, again, conversations with my mother-in-law that <laughs> parents were a lot less involved and a lot less um, hovering, even though they may have had a stay-at-home parent. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of Go outside to play. Yeah. And come back in a few hours. Yeah. Or hours, literally. Yeah, hours. That is such you a great at, point. You are at you are at school and I'm I can't come to every performance or everything that you have. Yeah, my mom didn't come to everything I did. Right. And neither did my mom. But there there was a lot less of that. There was a lot more adult time. Um at least the perception that I've gotten from having discussions with her mm -hmm. is that even though she was staying at home and a hundred percent, you know, in that camp for a while, her life looked really different. Mm -hmm. There was a lot more her time and adult time. Right. That is so true. I'm just sitting here thinking about, wow, you know, my parents had get togethers all the time. Mm -hmm. I had babysitters often. They would go out in the evenings, which I was excited about because then I, got to eat canned spaghetti, which I loved. Um, <laughs> and my mom was a cook, so that was about a thing that happened if right. she was home. So, uh, yeah, they did. They did a lot more they of that. They did a lot more of that than, than we do. One of the things, we had another show um, uh, that was about what I would have told my younger self, mm -hmm. like what I would tell my younger mm -hmm. self. And, and our guest, Lisa, talked about um, how she would have gotten a housekeeper sooner and how that was like the advice she gave her daughter. And this is the advice she gave me. <laughs> and I took it. And, you know, we don't have, I mean, we're not rich or anything like that, but we have somebody who comes and cleans the house once a month. So that once a month, the whole house is clean at the same time. Yes, because it would never be it. clean all at the same time. Never, never, mm -hmm. never. Yeah. So I think some of that, some of this, the challenge, but also the solution is redeeming some of that time, right? How can we, how can we do that? First, give yourself permission. Yes. Amen. And the next, go ahead. Because <laughs> I just feel like sometimes we don't give ourselves permission to to redeem the time. We feel yeah. like, oh my gosh, all of my time needs to be focused on things that are going on outside of me. You know, my child needs me. My husband needs me. My work needs me. But we need us too. Yeah. And so that's, that's for me, that's the first thing is just to give myself permission to need myself yeah. and to need my time. And you're really good at that, D too. And you talk about, I know that you've talked about scheduling time for yourself. Oh yeah. I'm on my calendar for next week. Yeah. <laughs> I am on my calendar. I, I love am, that. Because otherwise everything else gets to take over. And if the only person that I really, other than God, that I spend time with all the time is myself, Yeah. then why am I not taking care of myself? Why am I not scheduling time for just me? Yeah. And, and I think that goes that way as I've gotten older. I think sure. that goes back to what Kara said earlier about, um, about the pouring from an empty cup, yeah. right? Right. Yeah. 
I, I mean, there are certain things that I know make my life so much better and make me a much calmer and available and invested parent. Yeah. Exercise is one of those things for me. That's not for everybody, but I... Well, should be. I everybody needs well, to move. Yes, everybody does need to. But, <laughs> but for me, that's something that brings me a lot of calm and me a lot of peace and, and me a lot of... Um, I don't know. It just makes me feel great. Mm. And so that's, do you that and your husband is, do that together or do you trade off? Oh gosh, I wish we could. Yeah. Um, we used to, um, PK pre kids, <laughs> we would run together. We can't, we can't do it that way anymore. No. Um, my husband runs his own business. Oh yes. Right. Which means he has a very flexible schedule, but also it's very easy for his job to creep into everything. Right. Yeah. Um, so we he, have that problem in, in this house. If I did not work part-time, I don't think I would ever get to exercise mm -hmm. because it's those days that I'm not working that I'm able to fit it in in uh -huh. some kind of way. Um, but I, I love exercising with him. I wish we could do that more often. Yeah. Maybe a date night. I know. Or a date I've day. I've thought of that several times. Let's yeah. set a date a date day where we go to a spin class or we go yeah. hiking or something yeah. like that. Yeah. That sounds amazing. I love that. <laughs> I know. That's a date I would love to do. I would love to do For that. sure. Okay, we're, we're going to have to – let's schedule a double date. Ooh, I like it. Let's do it. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I like it. I like it. So so giving yourself permission, getting it on the calendar, um, exercise as one of the, the things to do. And then the other thing, when you said hiring a housekeeper, it made yeah. me think um, – not feeling guilty about using some of your resources to outsource. Yes. Um, That's why God gave them to us. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. Because yeah. nobody can do everything. Yeah. It's okay to. if somebody yeah. comes and helps me clean my house. It's right. okay if somebody comes and, you know, cleans the driveway or mows the lawn. Right. Or, um you know, the, the greatest revolution for me has been the grocery pickup where I can just oh, order yes. and drive up and they put it in my car. Thank the Lord for that. <laughs> I have a girlfriend who has not been in a grocery store in almost a year. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. She refuses. Yeah. Well, you know, thanks to Amazon and, you know, all the different you know what Amazon Fresh is not available here yet, but um, our Kroger just started delivering. Mm -hmm. So not only can you go to their, you can go pick it up. They'll actually deliver it, deliver it to your house too. Yes, and Walmart does it too. Yes. So it's I've found that to be very helpful. Yeah. Even though that's something that I like to do, I like to do that solo. Yeah. I do not like to do that with toddlers in tow. <laughs> no. <laughs> because then everybody's crying, including yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know what? You know what I do is like, and <laughs> I'm going to tell you guys this, and I'm a dietitian. So if I can do this, you can do this. In the middle, like there's a Chick-fil-A at the front of our grocery store. So sometimes when it's in the middle of the day and somebody's cranky, I will go to the Chick-fil-A first, get him a, an ice cream, and then we do our shopping. And he's happy the whole shopping time. He's cool I love with it. it. Yeah. And I'm like, eh. and he's not asking me for 18 things to put in the cart. He's not putting, he's not grabbing stuff off the shelf, putting it in. He's because he's busy eating mm -hmm. his ice cream and I'm happy. And I love so is it. he. Yeah. I love it. Um, I think I think that's a really important thing to talk about is like outsourcing. And I have a friend who not only does she hire somebody to do some light housekeeping, this person doesn't do a lot of housekeeping, like deep, like my person comes and they do everything. Mm -hmm. They they clean the toilets, they clean the showers. And thank God for that, because we wouldn't have them clean every, nope. <laughs> and I, they Never. wouldn't be as clean. Let's just say that. I would, we're not filthy, but they wouldn't be as clean. But my girlfriend has, um, she has a, a, but you know, she has two kids and a husband and her, and they just have a lot of laundry. So she hired somebody to come do the laundry. <gasps> 
That's isn't that smart? Hashtag life goals. I know, right? <laughs> so she, so the same person. It's it's just, and I think it costs about the same as a housekeeper, right? So the person comes every two weeks and does all the laundry and some light housekeeping. About the same price. That is awesome. Yeah, I'm saying that, but my husband does the laundry. I don't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So, th- so you know what? This is a great this is a great thing to a great sort of segue into the idea of I have read, Kara. Maybe you know this. I don't know, but I have read about the fact that women do disproportionately more of the housework, even the even in households where they both work full time. Right. Is that true? I I feel like it is in my house. Yeah. Um, and I feel like when I talk to friends, that is also very similar. And I think, you know, when we were talking about how it's so difficult to be a mother now, it's because we are working and trying to take care of ourselves and doing a disproportionate amount of the work. Yeah. Um, To be fair to my husband, he is super involved and there are things that he does that I don't ever touch. Yeah. So, I am very thankful for a lot of those things, but there are things that are firmly in my wheelhouse mm-hmm. and will never be in his. Um, I, I don't also... want my husband doing the laundry. I love him. He's <laughs> awesome, but I don't want my husband doing the laundry. Even I don't do a, a great job sometimes, but I don't want him doing the laundry. I do not want mine meal planning. Oh, yes. That would be very <laughs> frightening. There were some early uh, moments where I sent him to the grocery store oh, and we came no. back with Cheez-Its yeah. and the scary pudding that doesn't even need to be refrigerated. And I thought, I may want to take this one. <laughs> My job. <laughs> That's how it is at our house. Like, I hate laundry, and he loves oh, doing wow. laundry, so he can have it. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to meal prepping, meal planning, that's me, but I also rope him into helping me do the cooking. My husband does all the dishes because I hate the dishes. Oh, what so a gift. I I cook, mm-hmm. he cleans. Yeah. And I feel like that's a that's a good division. Awesome. Yeah. I think what gets me, and you may have read some articles about this as well, is the mental load. Oh, yes. I carry the yes. mental load. Mm. And that means, um, you know, when my daughters have something that they need for school, I'm the one that's paying attention to what is needed on Thursday. And, you know, my daughter needs her water bottle or we have to send in this permission slip mm-hmm. or – uh, we have friends coming over, so there needs to be more food here. Yeah. That type of thing. Yeah. Um, certain clothes need to be ready for certain yep. events. That type of thing always falls on me. Yeah. That's funny. I was just thinking about that yesterday, about how I'm the one that is aware of where things need to be all of the time. Yeah. That can be exhausting. Yeah. That to me is the thing that is the most exhausting. Yeah. And I can't outsource that. Yeah. Yeah, I can't say I'm going to pay someone to think of all these things for me. (laughs) I mean, if I could, I already would be. Uh, Well, I think that's why a lot of people have nannies, right? Because in some cases the nanny does that, right? I mean, the nanny does on a daily basis. If you've got a full-time nanny, they do those things. They do. Yeah. Yeah. I can't afford a nanny like that. I want a, a nanny, nanny or just a for personal me. assistant. Yeah, I need a personal I, assistant. I'd like both. Or one. Okay, I'm not going to be greedy. I'll just take one. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, I mean, I think I think I'm the kind of person like I don't know that I could even let go of all that stuff. I was just to about be to honest. Say, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want either because I would 
still be like, yeah. hey, did you realize? Yeah. And they would be like, of course. I did. Uh, yeah. Are you I doing it right? Them, I wouldn't Are you let doing them do it right? their job. So. No, I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. I think, you know, it's funny because, that you say that. Like, I definitely feel that, all of that stuff. But then the other thing I, I feel is like, you know, as homeowners, like, I'm the one who's thinking about the getting the painting done and getting like all these other the things too. The water heater is going to need to be replaced in three years. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not thinking about that. Oh, you're not? No. <laughs> no, but I do think about a lot of the things that have to do with appearance of my home and right. maintenance of my home. Right. And, um, right. Yeah. Gutters need to be cleaned and my house needs to be pressure washed. That's been in my mind for like two weeks now. Wow. So my, so I never think about that. My husband thinks about that. No, you know, we have kind of, so this is one thing that does, I think work well for us. We have sort of an inside outside division. Hmm. So like I, I take care of the inside of our home. He takes care of the outside. Um, But that said, I'm the one who made sure we got painted. Like, (laughs) like there are some things he just doesn't care too much about. So I make sure that those things happen. Um, But I, but I do think that we have a, a pretty healthy division from that perspective and then mechanical stuff like um like the water heater the electricity like those kinds of things if something like that needs to be fixed he does it um or doesn't do it but he knows that that's like <laughs> he is supposed to he's be. supposed to do it i mean yeah. my husband's awesome he's like the you know home depot poster child like he can fix almost everything himself that things that i would have no idea how to fix but sometimes um i have found that i need to outsource even those things like i might ask him hey this needs to be done but it's not very high on his list of things to do. And after asking a few times, then I just pay somebody to do it. Mm -hmm. And then he usually says, thanks for doing that because that would have taken me a month to get to. And Mm -hmm. I don't want to wait a month. Right. And they're overwhelmed as well. Yeah, that's a great point. Can you speak to that a little bit? Um, Well, I can can speak to it from a perspective of um, my husband running his own business. But I know that it's probably the same for someone that's going to a a nine-to-five job. my husband really wants to be a very available parent. Mm-hmm. And I think for him, it's overwhelming. And and I know that women struggle with this too, to feel like he is never doing a good job of anything. Um, you know, sometimes he feels like I can never get to all the work that I have. And then I'm so tired from that. I am not patient with my children. Um, so he's overwhelmed. And then when I come at him and say, hey, when are we going to pressure wash the driveway? He says... <laughs> into infinity and beyond it's not gonna happen (laughs) pay somebody to do it please pay somebody to do it so but then it's on your plate again like now you have to find somebody and hire. i have to find somebody or i have to get an estimate for something because i'm the one that works part-time and i have to be at the house for the estimate so um but it's it is not just a female problem thankfully um i have a husband that really is involved and and wants to be involved yeah so i think there are a lot of pressures on men. Now, that is a self-imposed pressure. I don't feel like there's any external pressure to make him be a great parent. As a matter of fact, his dad says all the time, when are you going to stop doing all this stuff so you can concentrate on your business? Wow. So there's still very much that mentality, I feel like, externally. Again, different, like, life experience or time frame being, because if you think about the time frame where his father would have been working that was, was the a, idea yeah that, that was the yeah, idea i mean go out to work he's in his and, late 70s so yeah and you your all of your focus really goes to your job in order to quote unquote provide for your family mm-hmm. not understanding that there's an emotional part that you need to be providing for your family also right right and that's a that's a generational thing oh, i don't for sure. feel like that's the word i was looking for generational <laughs> yes it's a generational difference it's not um 
I don't think that when Eric sits around with his peers, they're having that discussion. No, probably it's very different. That's pr it's probably the very opposite. Yes. They're, yeah. If they're, they're talking having, about it. If they're talking. <laughs> <laughs> if they're talking, they're talking about that in the same way that we're sitting here talking about yeah. it. Isn't that interesting? I, it I, is fascinating. Yeah. I look at like my bonus son who has my first granddaughter um, and the way that he is so involved with her, even though his wife stays home full time, he's so involved. And yeah. the conversations that he has with his peers who are also parents, they are worried about themselves as fathers and the way mm -hmm. they think of themselves and mm -hmm. how their, their children are being raised in the same way that I thought about that as a mother a lot of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, fascinating. It it's really a beautiful is. thing though. It's beautiful to I, see. Yes. I, I would much rather have it that way. Yeah. And I, and I, I think, you know, it's really easy to look backwards and think like in the fifties, it must've been so much easier to be a mother, but the reality is it wasn't easier. It was just different. It was different. different. It was mm -hmm. just different. And I, I think, you know, um, a lot of times women in the fifties and I, I, you know, our listeners probably know, like I love cookbooks. I have a, I have a huge collection of cookbooks and some of my cookbooks are vintage. Like I have, a, I have a collection of vintage cookbooks and I love to read them because they're so, it's such an interesting look back, right? Yeah. It's like a, it's like a little time capsule yes. into what culture was like. Yes. And lots and of jello, lots of jello. <laughs> also, also, you know, most, many of these books talk about the help that you might have had at home, you know, like a cook or a, someone who helped you at home. Right. And I think to myself, really, yes. And I think to myself, wow, like they had, they, they, they had help. Mm -hmm. We don't even talk was, about or think about having help. It was totally normal to have that help. Right. There right. was somebody always there helping you because right. there was no expectation that you would be able to do this on your own. Yeah. And they didn't work out of the home mm -hmm. and they still had help. So I think that, that, point is to me that that being afraid of outsourcing or being or feeling guilty about outsourcing we shouldn't feel that way no because sometimes See, we all I need help have thought that they would have started with a cocktail <laughs> first you I make think they martini. pretty much do <laughs> and well, then you that. get out the packet of jello <laughs> yeah yeah well there's that too yeah there's a whole lot of talk about cocktails and entertaining in a way that's very different so right I mean if 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 my husband called me around two o'clock and said I'm having clients over for dinner tonight. Could you prepare a dinner party? I would have a conniption. But that was a very yeah. normal part of something that they had to deal with that I don't have to deal with. Right. And I'm incredibly thankful for. Ooh. Even though I like to cook for people and host, that to me, you know, things my mother-in-law had to do that I don't yeah. have to do uh, Publix makes a great roast chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Amen, sister. You just yeah. put it on a platter with some kale and make it look like it's there you homemade. Go. I love salad. it. Enjoy. <laughs> so let's so let's talk about the effect of social media on mothering. Uh, what do you think? Do you think that social media, like this is a dumb question, but like to so just start with the obvious, like does it impact our expectations of mothering? Of course. Yeah. Of course. How do you think it, do you, what do you think the influence is or has been? For me, I feel like it is more of a negative influence. Mm -hmm. um, I'll be honest. I'm on social media to see my friend's kids. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm on there. Um, I love to see pictures of what their kids are doing because a lot of my friends live far away. So that I, I don't want to take myself off of social media for that reason. But I very often see, um, 
what we all refer to as the highlight reel oh yeah of what's going on because social media is the highlight reel it's the best project that you put together or the time that all of your children were looking at the camera and smiling and it <laughs> it is very easy to think that that is what everybody else's life looks like 100% of the time versus this is their top 10%. Right. Right. And, you know, for me, we've talked a little bit about this in the past. You know, for me, that's what social media is. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to post the nitty gritty of the crap that's happening, you know, the 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 meltdowns that happened, the <clears throat> conversation I got from the teacher. You know, mm-hmm. I, we're not going to talk. I'm not going to talk about that stuff. I'm not going to talk about too much about the failings in my kitchen. I'm going to talk about the things that look great. I've been trying consciously to do more of the honest posting. Oh, yeah. Of, you know, today. This is what happened in my house. Yeah. So that I am not contributing to the problem. Um, Part of that is because I think the things that happen are funny. Yeah. And I am entertained by it. And I think that it's not something that people are talking about so much, the funny things that their kids do that are completely unpredictable. (laughs) But it's also partly to influence that life is not always perfect and we should be able to share that and say, this was a disaster. And then I'll do that again. You can find those in my Insta stories. (laughs) I don't really experience this as much, I think, because all of my kids are older. But I've seen this with my granddaughter and her mother, my daughter-in-law, where it seems like the young mothers are almost attacking each other. Like if they they are parenting their child in a way that different from another person believes their child should be parented, then it's they attack one another. Mm. And I know that my daughter-in-law, um, who is not a quiet person and I love her for that, mm-hmm. has had to basically kind of put people in their place. Like, look, this is my kid back off. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, why, why do this to one another? Why, why make each other feel so bad about something as simple as socks? Oh my and, goodness. And we, we don't have enough time together with women anyway. So mm-hmm. we should yeah. not be spending our time breaking each other down. Yeah. That that's my most cherished time is time with other women and and time with my friends. So I'm certainly not going to use my time to berate somebody else for a choice no. that they're making because all of our kids are different, all of our families are different. Yeah. Um. I also feel like there's just so much information out there now that we are inundated with information that maybe our parents' generation didn't have to filter out. Mm-hmm. What is um. What is the correct information? I know you deal Uh with that a lot with um, dietary things. Yeah. And, and, you know, the same thing happens with parenting and mothering. Oh, for sure. For sure. So what do you think sort of as we as we as we wrap up the subject, what do you think are some of our like what are the top if you had to give like the top three or five takeaways to help a mom who's struggling feel more confident and secure in what she's doing. Do you have like your top three or five? Are there things that you would say? D you can, I think what D said was give yourself permission Yeah. to be okay that you can't do it all is number one for sure, for sure. And then outside of that scheduling in time for yourself, Mm -hmm. putting it on the calendar as if it is as important as when you get to work, as important as when you pick up your child or are doing an activity with your child, scheduling time for yourself, even if it is 10 minutes in the morning to flip through the paper and read coffee, Mm -hmm. or if it's 
go to an exercise class that you really like mm-hmm. or have a dinner with a friend or meet a friend for coffee. Mm-hmm. Make time for those things yeah. because everything else will be better when when you yourself are balanced. Mm-hmm. I love that. Do you have anything else? The other thing I would say, um, something that I worried about a lot when the kids were little and now I recognize that that was just wasted energy, is that when they do stuff that you think is, oh my God, they're going to, they're going to either be sleeping in my basement or a serial killer or whatever, (laughs) like it it really, they're going to be okay. Yeah. Like you don't have to stress so much about making them a good person because they're they're watching you more than they're listening to you anyway. Yeah. And just know they're going to make mistakes, but they're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And I can say that as, you know, a person with kids who are 26, 25, 24, and 23 yeah. and 17. Like, trust me, they've all done some like crazy stuff where I was like <laughs> so worried and it was it was a waste of energy because yeah. they're they're okay. Yeah. That is a They're very good more point. Than okay, I've, I've certainly had those moments, and I think it's doubly hard for me as a psychologist because I see my <laughs> children doing things, and I think oh, the kids that I see doing this at school, <laughs> red flag, red flag, their path goes this way. <laughs> I have to stop this now. Yeah, I have to use her genius for good and not evil. <laughs> so that's a, that's a very wise thing to say from yeah. someone that is further down the path than I am. (laughs) Oh, I love that. I think, you know, my one piece of advice that I would add to all this great advice is with regard to social media is like, don't be afraid to, to filter your social media, like unfollow people, you know, and find if you are on social, so I'm on social media a lot because of the work that I do. And I have been, I have actively looked for social media accounts that I find empowering, encouraging, and I unfollow the ones that feel anything different. And I love you, but if you are my friend and you post things that I find challenging in a negative way or or uh, unsupportive or whatever, I might unfollow you. I might mute you. It isn't because I don't love you. It's just because sometimes I don't want to. I don't want to see all of that. You know, mm-hmm. I need that a break. Mute button, man. Like mute for thirty magic. days. Magic. Love it. it. Yeah. And then if I feel, wow, why I feel so much lighter (laughs) and then your posts come up again, I'm unfollowing. Uh, Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. (laughs) I think that is great advice. Yeah. And I follow Kara all the time because Kara (laughs) cracks me up on the regular. Because I write the truth. Yeah, you do. That's true. My kids do crazy things. Yeah. And I tell the world about it. Everybody's kids do. I know. Other people are just lying about it. I know. (laughs) I know. But I. that's why I feel like that uh, right now that. That seems like something that I can contribute to honest discussion. Is yeah. saying everybody's kids do this. I am a psychologist, yeah. and my kids do this. Yeah, so that they know that they're it's not okay. doing a bad job. Yeah, this is just the way that kids are. Yeah, being this a is mom, normal. Being a mom is hard. Being a mom is hard. Yep. Being a parent is hard. But it's the best job ever. I never thought it would be as great as it is. Oh, I love that. <laughs> oh, I love that. Best job ever. Never thought it'd be as great. That's great. I love that. This is the best place to stop because okay. it's, it's like a dream, I think. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me as <laughs> part of the discussion. Oh, yeah, thank, thank you for you. coming. Thank you. So much fun. And so as we wrap up the show, we have one question that we ask at the end of every show, and that is, what are you going to do to be healthier today? 
So today I'm just doing my grocery shopping. I haven't done grocery shopping for the week yet in preparation for meal planning tomorrow, but also making a plan for my fall cleaning, which Ooh. I'm doing next week. I'm so excited. It's supposed to be cool enough to actually turn off the air conditioner and open up the windows oh, and let some air get through nice. the house. So I'm going to be ripping down curtains and uh, I'm excited. Is it weird that I'm excited about no, that? I'm, I, no, I'm sitting here thinking I'm really jealous. <laughs> <laughs> so excited about it. So that's uh, what I'm doing today. I love it. What about you, Kara? What are you going to do today? Um, Today, well, um, by the time I get home, both of my girls should be napping <gasps> at the same time. Oh, glorious. my magic. Which is a glorious gift. So um, very often, especially on a Saturday, I nap too. <gasps> wow. Love that. So, so jealous. I Can think I steal I... that as my thing for the day? Please do. Please do. I mean, naps, as I said on, on my bio, naps are part of my life goal. I love that. We had kind of a late night last night because of a school event. So we're all a little short on sleep. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah. that, that's my goal for today. I love that Tomorrow goal. it will be exercise, but today it's nap. I love that. I love that goal. I think for me, the thing I'm going to do to be healthier today is going to be just to have some downtime, some chill time. Because like you, I had a late night last night. I have nobody to blame myself but myself but I but I'm tired and I think I'm just gonna have a chill day like I have on my romper so for those of you who who listen to the am it's I too so old cute. show <laughs> I have on my super comfy romper and I think I'm just gonna have a chill day I'm gonna be barefoot as much as possible and I'm just gonna have a chill day I've had too much coffee to sleep but I'm gonna relax <laughs> Sounds amazing. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you, Kara, again for joining us for this show. It's been so much fun. I knew you'd bring so much wisdom. It has been great fun. It has been great fun. And I know that our, our moms who listen will enjoy this this um, empowering episode. And I would say that to all of you listeners, thank you so much for joining us for this show and for all of our shows. Please make sure that you do share it with a friend. Um, give us a review on iTunes or however you listen so that other people can find the show too. Thanks again. Have a great day. Bye, y'all. Bye-bye.